Welcome back to Mages and Murder Dads, the best show dedicated to the Baldur's Gate franchise and beyond. I'm Cameron, and I play Ticklevar the Sorcerer. And I am Danny, and I play Balthazar, the Barbarian. The Bardbarian. This is no, episode ju- 37. No, that's a, a Bardbarian is a, is a rare dual-classed Bard Barbarian. Oh. I am not that. Oh, I didn't. I've been, oh my gosh. You I've thought been. I was a scald this entire time? Yeah. <laughs> You oh, haven't been? No. You haven't been jamming on that loot the whole time? No! Oh, my God. What a fool I've been. <laughs> totally. This is episode 37, and today we are finishing Baldur's Gate 2, Shadows of Om. Whoa! Golly gosh in hell. Can you believe it? It's only taken almost the first full year of the Stein presidency <laughs> for us to complete this damnable game. Whoa. I mean, it's a it's a beautiful experience, like all beautiful experiences. Um it uh it lasts a year. Yeah. Just like, like all, everything good. Like all beautiful experiences, it it lasts exactly seventy two weeks. So much like uh, you know, you stand in front of the Mona Lisa. Mm-hmm. One full year. Yeah, well, 74 weeks, my bad. Yeah, when you experience Mona Lisa, that's why they have so many people die at the Louvre, right? Yeah, it's a tragedy, actually. I don't know if that should be allowed, you know? I'm, I'm against it. I'm I'm also against it. Please like and subscribe to this, show. Video, to this video, to this channel. Follow us on Twitter. Yeah, if you um, follow us on Twitter, you might find out that you have, like, 19 mutuals who already <laughs> follow us, who just have not told you that the show is good. No one told you. No one told you. We're also on Facebook. Um, is the meme game is strong on Facebook, I hear. No, it's not. No. But you do get every episode posted up there. Yeah. Convenient, convenient mode. And get on that Discord if you're not on the Discord and you want to join in discussions about Baldur's Gate and um, and the Blood Souls and the uh, I don't know all of, all of the video game stuff, all that nerdy stuff you're, that's already clogging up your YouTube. You might as well chat about it with people. Yeah, yeah, PUBG. And you know what happens uh, this week? I think it might happen the day of this episode comes out. Some of this. Anyway, Destiny 2 is out this week. Oh, another another nerd game that we're yeah, all so going to play. Yeah, so if you want to come hang out with a bunch of nerds and play a nerd game in our clan, mm. you can come do that. That'd That's fun. fun. That would be fun. fun. I, I really hope that people decades from now, or even two years from now, are listening to this episode, and they're like, Jesus Christ, Destiny 2? I hope from the Dark Ages. I hope that when the world ends, archaeologists have to piece together when Destiny 2 came out, and this is their primary source. Mm. You could really backdate a lot <laughs> of of like world historical events just by listening to the show and like grounding one episode in time. Yeah. If you if you know when the when like the sixteenth episode is, we haven't missed any. Yeah. Um and you would be able to figure out like when was it that Jill Stein uh, renditioned the Iron Chef? Last week, two <laughs> weeks ago. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. So it would be yeah, pretty pretty easy, mm-hmm. pretty easy stuff. Well, you're welcome, future people. 
you are welcome. You can also uh, give us some money on our Patreon. Um, helps helps support the show. Helps us keep moving forward. Helps us make all these YouTube videos. You can also get a newsletter on there. It's pretty good. It's a pretty good little newsletter. And uh, you can listen to our monthly podcast, which is Go pretty in, good. People yeah, like it. We got we got a strong backlog of episodes already. Yep. There's only so, two, but they're both so strong. It's a strong backlog. It's incredibly. It's 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 cruel. It's even. potent. It's a potent. <laughs> no one says that, and I get why, but uh, you should. Going on my business card. Uh-huh. So, Danny, what happened during the last episode? Well, the podcast Mages? finally went to hell. <laughs> finally. God, I've been waiting. <laughs> I've been waiting 74 weeks to make that joke. but Well, we already went to hell one time. That's true. We went to Infernus. This is a this is a special place that we've gone to now. Yeah, we're in the nine hells. Yeah, but it's unclear which one. Mm-hmm. It might be just a special hell that's just for Irenicus somehow. Mm. I don't understand. It's it's you know, unclear to me. It's it is a it, there's a little bit more explanation that happens uh, with the the throne of Ball. Mm-hmm. But it's basically like a ball-specific pocket plane within yeah. the Nine Hells. And it just so happens that when you when you go to a ball-specific pocket plane, there are always, you know, a handful of puzzles that need to get solved. you got to do it. Yeah, so, so explain what is up. So, writ large, right? This is the way this works. We uh, follow Irenicus's spirit into hell. We get there, we're alone. There's a door there, we can't open the door. The door says that if we get uh, five special eye drops to open, to like soothe these eye stalk things on the door, we can like go through, we can like progress, right? Yep. Um, and in order to do that, we have to solve like five puzzles, and they're kind of like the five deadly sins. Or something like some I, of them are sins, and well, other... let me let me list them off for you. Very very close to the seven deadly sins. Some of them, <clears throat> pride. Mm-hmm. That's a seven deadly sin. Greed. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure that's a seven deadly sin. One of them, yeah. Sacrifice. Not a deadly sin. Mm. Fear. Not a deadly sin. But a, a character flaw. A, a problem. Maybe like cowardice. I guess cowardice isn't a deadly sin. No. And then Saravok. Uh, I always interpreted that as wrath. I think it's just Saravok. Well, I know, but it never says wrath, but it's definitely wrath. Yeah. But the rest of them have names. And his <laughs> name is Saravok. Sure. Right, but we just if there was a demon like commentating, it would be his name would be Wrath. I'm I'm not yeah, I sure. I think that's true. I also believe that if you still have Saravok's sword from the very beginning of the game, that you can give it to him here. Maybe for I think I you, you know that could be a I, I didn't do any checking on this, but uh, in my mind, like that was like a rumor I read on the internet back when this game came out. Mm. I can look in my my guide. But yeah, so you uh, you gotta get these these tears of ball, mm-hmm. and you gotta put them in the eyes of ball, mm-hmm. in the eyeballs. You get it? Mm-hmm. No, I got it. You get it? Mm-hmm. Okay. 
and just went we got it right wait you're recording oh my god i haven't been recording at all oh did you miss it i missed it oh damn let's just keep rolling let's keep going with it hit hit record (laughs) uh but uh but yeah so you gotta go get them and um i didn't really know where to go to begin with so i just went in a random direction oh i went clockwise i went to the bottom one first that's oh you did it wrong so, but so I, we're just going to do them in the order that I did them in because this is the you order made the you made the doc because I you made, made the document. Yeah, then. yeah. So the first one I saw was sacrifice. Do you remember sacrifice? I remember the sacrifice. That is kind of the six o'clock challenge. Mm-hmm. And I'm very curious about how this worked for Balthazar. But go ahead and and tell me. Uh, it was a lot of so you you approach and a entity. I guess it's it's safe to say it's an entity. An entity uh, confronts you, and the entity says, "I think sacrifice is actually selfishness. That's the name of the the mm. being, right?" I don't know. Yeah, sure. I'm I'm looking at the video. So oh, okay. This 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 in this thing of selfishness says, "Hey, there are two paths. Um, one path is going to be rough for you, right? You're you're going to have to give some stuff up." And the other path is going to be rough for somebody else. And it's not just anybody else. It's like a very innocent, good person. Like mm-hmm. just, a, just like a good, decent human being, right? And so the demon is very kind, and he says, go to my left, my right. And the demon's facing away from where the screen is facing. So it's very easy to know, like, which direction goes what. Mm-hmm. Um, as you approach... Uh, like the demon summons a human and uh, and so yeah I went to the demon's left and I opened a door and then I lost two maximum hit points and at that point I'm like oh so I'm gonna lose something every time I go through a door but if that but the problem was I was it was already sunk cost fallacy like I'm not opening one door and losing two hit points and then go in the other direction right Mm. So then I opened another door and I lost a dexterity point, which, you know, not the best thing, but it's uh, it's manageable. And then I opened the final door and I lost experience points, which are useless to me. Yeah. So that was fine. And, Interesting. Uh, so, so yeah. yeah, the reason I ask you why this was, you know, how this was for Balthazar is that it's not a random good human if you have a party. It's a party oh. member. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so it was Jahira. And he kind of had a little spiel about, like, it being someone I've adventured with and someone I know really well. So it's not just like a good person in general in the world. It's someone you know who is a good person. Whoa. Yeah, so you, so you have the choice of hurting your party member or hurting yourself. And I did, I did the same thing that, that you did. I did it for my, my main character. But um, but yeah. That's interesting. I, I, my choices would have probably been different if they zapped in Jahira. He would have been like, all right, get, yeah. get get eaten. Going through the right side, yeah. Because the last thing Jahira ever did, or ex- the last exchange Jahira ever had with Balthazar, well, the first one was in the Friendly Arm Inn, where she called me, basically implied that I was a fool for not taking her and her coward husband. <laughs> yeah. And then the <laughs> second time we interacted, she was somehow in a prison, uh you know with john Arenicus, right and you and me yeah like she was also uh detained there and i like freed her and then she got upset that she, she wouldn't let 
you know, allow uh, sh- that I wouldn't allow her to accompany me. Which I was like, we're strangers. I've just freed you from this horrible torture prison. That isn't that enough. She should have asked if she was being detained. <laughs> you think she did? I mean, did she ask the demon if she was being detained when 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 he like she did aside? You have to find out. Yeah, you have to to say it and then walk away. Wait, are you are you currently detaining Jahira the agent or Jahira the individual? Let's not worry about it. Okay, let's not. I mean, there's no way to find out unless there's a maritime court. No, that's the real problem. Mm-hmm. But or the corporation. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I did that and then went on through there, sacrificed all my stuff and, uh, got my tier of ball. Yeah. I've got some, uh, clear eyes. Yeah. And so I feel like this one's a pretty good one. Sure. I feel like we should talk about all these in the, you know, as far as like a puzzle, because this is like meant to be you testing your soul. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, are you the ball spawn who is going to take their destiny and then wreck everyone's shit across the universe or are you going to try to to keep yourself from the all the horrible things that ball the lord of murder would do Mm. and you know i still really wonder like this is not a something that will ever be solved by this game but i do really wonder about how this works in a world where uh has ball's portfolio okay so explain so in in the books that accompany this plot line, sure, the time of troubles, Ball is killed at Bor Borskir Bridge. Remember mm-hmm. all the way back from Siege of Dragonspear when we were at Borskir Bridge. Ball was killed there, and Siric took his portfolio. Correct. He became the Lord of Murder. So currently, right now, while we are like summoning up all the energies of the Lord of Murder and theoretically taking on, hint, 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 in the the next little game, Throne of Ball, Mm -hmm. right? There is a Lord of Murder. Like, it's not like we need a Lord of Murder to appear. That, that, yeah, that that gap, that that position's been filled. Yeah. So it's just an interesting thing of, like, there, while, like, the being of Ball could be brought back, I guess, he would not get his portfolio back. Because someone already has it, and you would have to kill him to get mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. it's it's a very it's a Highlander situation. Yeah, I think so. Is or it really? Is it. that actually the thing? Like when you kill a god, it's just the person. Is it the person who strikes the final blow? Is it the person that dealt the most damage? Like what are the rules here? You think there's like a, a, a like last a in first out? It may, it may you know it could be that it could be some like hard coding from AO to prevent kill stealing. Mm, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Uh, there could be like a, a, a an assist counts as kill system where if you Ooh. do like eighty percent of damage, you get the kill. I don't know. Um, I just know the way that Siric did it. I don't know uh, an exhaustive list of all the ways to do it. Yeah, like what you if know? a um. What if, like, a, a poor peasant woman, like, Ball was in uh, in her, like, hovel earlier, mm-hmm. and she, like, dropped a a big, uh, like, a mason jar of jelly. Mm-hmm. And then and then Ball walked across the floor and, and cut his foot on, on one of the shards of the mason jar. And then later on, he was at Borskir and gets stabbed. Um, I wonder if that woman got, like, one two-hundredth of his divine essence. 
So you're saying if Ball <laughs> had lice, and this is very important. This is worth thinking about because Ball was completely bald mm. to make sure this never happened. But if he had been bitten by a louse, perhaps, as he was being stabbed, would that louse get part of his portfolio? Yeah. I mean, all, all important questions. Uh, funnily enough, Ball was not bald in the cinematic for Siege of Dragonspear. That's true. Yeah. He was kind of way a, bald a, in uh, in the in, books. Yeah, in, in the books and in, I think, most of his other portrayals. Hmm. But yeah. No, I mean, know. interesting. I just remember in, like, old school EverQuest, the way it worked, it was the majority of damage in World of Warcraft. Like, it's whoever tags the mob first gets mm -hmm. all the experience. I don't know what kind of rules we're working with when it comes to how Divine Essence is divvied up. It may just be last hit. It might be League of Legends, right? I mean, that's just what you have to do. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's ultimately fair. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Anyway. Yeah, so I guess from the bottom, you went clockwise. Yeah, I did. Okay. All Number right. two, greed. Greed. So you walk in. And mm -hmm. uh, there's a demon, and he tells you all this stuff about greed, blah, blah, blah. And he gives you a sword, and he says you have to use the sword in order to get the next tier. tier. Mm -hmm. And the sword's called Black Razor, and its description's like, it leaks evil out of its sword tip, something. Mm -hmm. It's bad. It's also just a very good sword. It's like a plus three, and it like life steals. It might level drain too. So it's mm -hmm. very cool. Yeah, just kind of passively looked at it. But so there's a, a gin there, mm -hmm. which I think theoretically increases our genie count. Yeah, we're get, we're we've uh, we've uh, done that. We're gonna go boop right there. Yeah, and so you yeah you so you talk to the gin, and it's just like uh, well. There's a lot of like puzzle talk because I was like, "Well, could, could can I give you the sword?" And he was like, "Yes," or you could, or, or he was like, "I can't tell you." And I was like, "Well, could I give it to you and you would leave?" And he was like, "You could do that." And I was like, "Or could I kill you?" And he was like, "You could do that." <laughs> and I was like, "Okay." And I gave him the sword, and he floofed off into nowhere. Yeah, and I think the the genie does uh, say that. The genie is bound here. The gin mm -hmm. is, right? He's like in, enslaved or trapped or something. Like it's in his, his name. Yeah. I think that the, I think it's explicitly enslaved. And I know that because Balthazar has very strong feelings mm. about slavery. Very yes. anti-slavery. Yeah. Because that is the ultimate form, as we've discussed on the, on the, on the, on the show before. Ultimate form of telling somebody what to do. Yeah. Is slavery. And Balthazar is not all about that. So Balthazar gave gave the sword away. Also, it's just a plus three sword. <laughs> and it's a long sword, so it's dealing less damage than like my plus three bastard sword. Mm -hmm. So not really. I imagine it's more of a temptation to keep it if you have like a full party, right? I mean, I have a full party. I had zero temptation to keep it. I know, but would it have been an upgrade for anybody? Yeah, I think so. It's like a one-handed sword, right? Well, that's a form of temptation, right? I was, but I, I'm saying I was not tempted in the slightest. I didn't even like think about that. I was like, I would rather just solve this encounter by not having to do any of that. Oh, it, the, the issue for you was you did not want to have to get into a fight. Yeah, why? Why would it? Also, it's not this this Jen's fault. 
You know, like he, it's like, like we were saying, it is explicit that this thing is enslaved in the nine hells. Yeah, and I, I'm looking at the name now. It is, in fact, enslaved genie. Yeah, so that's so. like not cool. So yeah, I just I whatever nonviolent means of solving this out. I was committed to that first. Sure. So we did that, and uh, and yeah, the the the, the genie's good. The yeah, genie's he flies away. Flying away. Flip flying away. Actually, Zip. kind of uh, kind of a nice little particle effect when it disappears. Are you looking at the video right now? Yeah, it's got a it's like a, a little gold dome, and then it shatters in the little gold flecks. Mm, know, the summon, away. the the big summon animation. There you go. Yeah, but in reverse. And so the next one is Saravok. It is Saravok. So, so you you roll it, into a little room. I looked in the manual, by, or not the manual, but my strategy guide. By the way, it does label this as Wrath. Awesome. Yep. So. So. You go into a room filled with pustules on the ground. It's very strange. And there is, there's Saravok, but the, the name of it is Wraith Saravok. Mm-hmm. And Saravok says, It is I, or an echo perhaps. My essence joined that of our dead father after you murdered me. But in the end, all the children of Baal end up here. Which is an interesting metaphysical... So, like, where are all these other children of Baal? Are we? Are, is Saravog the only dead one? No, they're. Uh, yeah, I guess that's true. They're not here, but he does imply in his dialogue that that us being there has specifically brought him forth. Mm. So it could be this this whole place, right? Because remember, at the very end of Baldur's Gate One, when we saw that kind of big room of souls where everything was being stored. Mm-hmm. Like we just pulled him out of cold storage over there. Mm. Yeah. And he says, hey, I've got one of these tears of ball, and I, I'm not going to hand it over because you don't deserve it. So, yeah. so how'd you react to that? I said, well, look, buddy, I just, I just want the thing. And you said, oh, I want you to be enraged because I want to teach you how to use the Slayer at will. Hint, hint, mechanic, mechanic, hint, hint. Mm. And I said, I don't, I don't really care. Just please give me the thing. He's like, you feel mad as heck, don't you? I said, no, I don't. I don't really feel mad as heck at all. I don't really feel anything. I, I straight up killed you like two games ago. Mm. I got, I forgot you existed. <laughs> and he said, uh, "Wowee, gee whiz, I'm gonna murder you now. You didn't deserve this at all." And then he attacked me, and he was hard to fight. Like I had a hard time. So he ended up attacking you. Yeah. What happened? What was Balthazar? the last thing? Do you remember like the last thing he said before? Uh... Mm. He was like, uh, it was like one of the the couple dialogue options where he's like, "You do feel the wrath," and I had to do this a couple times because uh, this was a hard fight. And one of the times I said, "I don't feel the wrath at all," mm-hmm. and the other time I was like, "I'll do what's necessary." Mm. I didn't choose any of the aggressive options. I just chose like the like responsive options i see and then he attacked me both times so it sounds like he just ends up attacking you no matter what well so i'm looking what did balthazar do balthazar said you need to give me that thing i'm i'm going to murder you and then it stopped even being about the tears of ball and i was like you know what you're just bad i'm gonna murder you (laughs) uh yeah i think i've decided you're bad yeah and i'm gonna get you yeah well, so I'm looking in the uh, in the strategy guide here again, mm-hmm. just to get all this additional info that we didn't have. 
And it says, for each one of these, it has a good path and an evil path. And there's not really a difference for them, for the most part, except for Saravok here. If you kill him out of pure hatred, so you just select, like, the, the meanest option every time, you get a plus one in one of your primary attributes at the end of the fight. Hmm. For, like, accepting your, your ball rage. Interesting. Yeah. But anyway, killed him, took his thing. But yeah, he was a hard fight. I think his uh, his AC is real, real low. He he has the same gimmick as before, where he just has this permanent perma haste, basically. Mm-hmm. So he just hits hits like a truck, and you know has the the fast attack speed and uh, relatively difficult to hit. So I think I mean he's super hard to hit. I think only Mazzy of my party members could hit him mm. like reliably. And she was hitting him pretty hard, but I really had to keep her alive and make sure that's happening. When mm-hmm. I get to reconfigure my party for for uh, Throne of Ball... Is that a thing? Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of party members drop out, and I think there's a couple new ones, some stuff like that. I'm really going to do some finagling. Interesting. I'm going to take probably one of the priests out. I'm going to take... Probably Jahira's going to get out of there. Mm. Probably going to remove... Emowin. Ooh. Yeah, I'm just going to get a lot more aggressive. I only really have one party member who can hit people hard, and I need a couple. Yeah, that that's really needs to be most of your party. There needs to be those kind of people and the people that support those people. That's mm-hmm. the only two types of people you need. Well, I've got a lot of people supporting one person right now, so <laughs> I'm going to really reconfigure that. It's really like um, MMO raid style. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I need nine healers. Mm-hmm. On a and, rotation. And just one tank. Mm-hmm. That's actually kind of how I'm playing it right now, and it's not. It's not fun. Mm-hmm. Okay. That um, that comes to bear in in a little while too. But so yeah. So one thing that I think is interesting. So what you could do is you could take the tears that you get to the door as you get them. I did not do that. I I like turned in all the tears at once. Yeah. But if you turn in the tears one at a time, you will notice that like there are stat adjustments and weird stuff that happens to your character when you turn in tears. And that is uh those things are dependent on what you do. Oh, on the choices you make and how you got the tears. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. That is that is the so when it says oh you get a you get a stat bonus or whatever, um, that's yeah I thought why. it was just a flat yeah I got like plus two to saving throws, I got plus one to charisma and wisdom or something like that. Mm-hmm. I got uh, yeah just all kind of, like some general oh I, immunity to to less than plus one weapons which is pretty good. That's pretty cool yeah. I don't know how often I'm being hit by less than plus one weapons period but. Well, it's it's going to really make uh, bandits that hijack you and Joaquin's promenade upset. Oh, they're never they'll never get over it. Honestly, yeah. I had an alignment change, but I guess we'll get that when uh, when we finish because that was Saravok. We're now going around to the one o'clock position, right? Mm-hmm. And this is Pride, which I thought was the. This is conceptually one of the best ones, but only because of the way that I interacted with it. So what happens with Pride? So you go into this room, and a demon, I guess a demon kind of warns you about something, right? The demon says, it's the same, it's the same model. It's like that Balor model, right? Uh, 
and uh, the demon kind of flatters you a little bit when you're when you're talking to it, and it basically says, uh, "Hey, um, you you know you need to get these tears of ball. Uh, this this creature in here uh, is strong, but I know that uh, I know that like all all monsters, all creatures bow to you." It's really playing me up here. Mm, you're very good. You're you're a wonder of destruction. I'm I'm reading the quote. Mm-hmm. Go and defeat the creature that lies in the cavern. Crush it beneath your heel, and claim another victory. And you know what this sounds like? Uh, I don't. Someone telling you what to do. It sounds like someone is telling me what to do. Oh, can't even take a compliment. Can't. No. This, Impossible. This, a compliment this, is someone telling you what to do. Because they're praising you about something you've done before, exactly. Oh my god, I've I've learned so much about the the different valences of telling <laughs> someone what to do. Mm-hmm. Over the it's almost the like it's ambiguous enough to just uh, qualify for anything, to just it? justify anything you want. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, I what I really liked. So so what did you do? Well, I went up, and apparently, uh, you can just talk to this dragon. Oh yeah. But I think whether or not you can talk to the dragon is dependent on the dialogue choices you make. Yeah, that's what I was saying. So what did what did you say in your dialogue? I think I think I said something along the lines of, um, "Are you saying that it won't give me the tear?" And then the the pride says, "Well, it might give it to you if you ask kindly enough, I suppose." Right. Hmm. And so. I think after that dialogue option, you could just go and talk to the dragon, and it'll just give you the tear. Yeah, I was like, uh, "Well, what kind of creature is it?" Mm-hmm. And the and the 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 fellow said, or the demon said, "Well, it's just like a bad one. It's like <laughs> real bad." And I was like, "Well, what is it?" And like mm. this whole thing is obscured by the fog of war right now, right? Sure, sure. So like I can't see, it and there's like, "Listen, it's bad." And I was like, "Well, why do I want to kill it?" Like it, it's very much like a. Uh, a DM railroading someone and, and not wanting to play along, being like, "Well, mm. do I do I really want to fight? You know, Lord Strahd? Is he really the bad guy?" And uh, but I even wrote the quote down, I because I say, "Why do I want to kill it?" And, and the demon says, "Because it exists. It stands in your way. <laughs> so just do it, you nerd." And yeah, so so but then so after all of this buildup, I walk through the fog of war, and it's a giant black dragon. Mm-hmm. Like a massive, and you know how how much trouble I've had before. It's you. It's a it's a perennial issue in Tickelvar's really world. Yeah, and so thankfully, yeah, I said it, and they're like, "You conquered your pride," and it pushes its nerd glasses up its up its mm. uh, the bridge of its mm. nose. Excuse me, sir, but it appears that your pride has been conquered. <laughs> and yeah, so I got the tear, um, and then went on to the last one. The, the very last one. Your last one. My second one. Uh, this is Fear. And I think this is the best one. It's a little convoluted. It's, uh, I, but I like the convolutedness of it. And I do. And I also like that it is um, clunky. It's very clunky. Like mechanically it is clunky. It so. is the Dark Souls 1 compared to the the slickness of Dark Souls 3. Mm-hmm. We know you have strong opinions about it. Well, we'll get to that in the... Uh, in the monthly Patreon podcast, which you can support us at $5 a month and get access to our monthly podcast. Look at that. Look at that ad read for our own product in the middle Double of this episode. Double dipping on this plug, yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is the issue. So you 
are basically allowed, you're, you're given the access to a special magical item that protects against fear. The problem is it's a nymph skin cloak, which I guess is one of the worst things you can wear <sighs> ethically. I mean, think about it. It's really putting nymph lives ahead of all other lives. I don't know if it's the... So we let's think about other uh, skin-based clothing that we have uh, learned about in the past. Mm-hmm. Human skin clothing we know is like one of the most abject evils mm-hmm. that a human or that any being can do mm-hmm. or can interact with, right? Like it is bad to make human skin cloaks. Correct. And humans, as we know, uh, cover the wide range of alignments. They're evil humans. And even if you made a cloak out of the most evil humans possible. You dextered the cloak. If you did that, yes. Mm-hmm. If you were playing a sort of fantasy dexter scenario, mm-hmm. that would still be objectively evil. Now, yes. uh, nymphs are all good. They are objectively good beings. Categorically good. Categorically good. Whether we agree with this or not, that mm-hmm. is the reality of this the metaphysical structure of the Forgotten Realms and D&D writ large. So, that must be even worse Interesting. than a human skin cloak. And we know that a human skin cloak is very bad. Whereas, a druid cannot wear metal armor. They are required to wear animal hide armor. Mm-hmm. Perfectly fine. It was farmed ethically. Ethically, okay. You get you you locally source your hide. They all died of natural deaths. Yeah, I mean that could be true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, we've gone in on druids <laughs> multiple times. None of it, not a single bit of druids makes sense. No, that's just the reality of it. Every like homebrew camp, like role playing game I'm doing from now on is just like completely eradicating the idea of a druid. I'm, I, I'm not letting that slide anymore. I'm pretty sure the next D and D campaign I run, druids will be the bad guys. Good, mm-hmm. but I don't want I don't want player characters to be able to be them. No, can we please help? Like druids need to be. I I would actually love you to love for you to uh, alter that campaign setting to just emphasize how evil and utterly insane the druids are, and that's why they're the bad people. We'll do it. Go We're going to make it happen. But so he offers you a nymph skin cloak, and it protects against fear. So a, you lot cannot... like, uh, a lot like Berserk does. <laughs> a lot like Berserk. You might have had a different experience of this whole thing than I did. <laughs> okay. But it protects against fear, and it was like, listen, you can make this whole thing easier on you, but you got to use this evil cloak. It'll make you evil. And I said, no, I'm good. And he was like, are you sure? This is going to make your whole deal so much easier. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, I don't want it. I'll just cast protection from fear. I didn't say that, but that's what I thought. And uh, so he, he zips away. But this is what worried me. As soon as he zipped away and like the game comes back from you know the pause of dialogue, mm-hmm. I get a little thing in the, um, in the you know, action bar thing right okay. like it's describing all the things in the game so when you attack someone it's shown in the little status bar and this just said minor spell turning elder orb <laughs> and i was like oh well this might not be just fear there might be other things involved in this room and maybe i 
might have wanted that cloak. So there's there's a pathway that splits. On the right side, there is a chest, and in that chest, if you click on the chest, it basically fears your whole party. Yes, that's the idea. On the left side are, three, for me, three Elder Orbs, so giant mm-hmm. beholders, the most powerful beholders in this game, mm-hmm. and a bunch of Goths, mm-hmm. if we remember all the way back to the Temple Remember how many Goths Balthazar murdered to, to level to, to 40. Level 40, yeah. And uh, so I did it the first time, and it, like, party, you know, I got got. I got got real bad by this mm-hmm. thing. And it sure. feared my whole party, and they all ran up into the beholders, and they were killed. So that was a bummer. Mm-hmm. But then the second time I did it, you can just bypass the chest and go right to where the tier is held. It's like this little altar. And click on the altar, and it says, like, congratulations, you done you done damn did it. And yeah. you can leave and never fight a single beholder. But I, I left, saved my game, came back, and started casting, like, death fog into all the <laughs> beholders and killing them and, like, chaining them one by one or kiting them back into the previous screen and then killing them like uh, to get the experience points dear lord yeah so that's what i did and i like killed a couple until they all got up close to the door and i couldn't do it anymore and then i just uh left but yeah but, but you got the tier first i got the tier interesting so you just berserked and went and got it yeah yeah it's not really a problem barbarians just generally seem to break this game yeah it's almost it's almost like they made the game and then they and then after they made the entire game and it was very well balanced they were like oh we need to add like this this class this iconic D class and they never no one ever played the game through as a barbarian i mean you have to wonder i would love to hear stories about qa for this mm-hmm. game because there's no way that you could qa every possible option and class in this game in the same way that you can't play test for real D&D, you cannot play test every possible combination. So in some ways, you just got to trust the math. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, the math is all balanced, so it's good. No, the math is a perfect representation of a class's abilities. The game is a simulation, right? Yeah. This isn't about balance. This is what a barbarian can do. It isn't about, like, time stop is not about balance. It's what a wizard can do. Mm-hmm. And what a barbarian can do is nullify the abilities of maybe 80% of the enemies in the game. It's really only time stop, and, and then you just got to run away. Time stop and level drain. Both seem yeah, pretty, even pretty though difficult. At this point, it's it's very seldom that anything can level drain me. Oh, just because your your saving throws are so high? I think it's the saving throws, and and usually and sometimes it's like a magic. It goes through magic, and like there's an innate magic resistance. It's a real, it's a whole suite of abilities and resistances that are working together here. So after this, I take all my things and I go and jam them in all these eye sockets. And so I got, I have a list of the things I got for this. I got oh, yeah. immunity to plus one weapons. I got. Uh, that my main character has 10% resistance to magic, plus two to all saving throws, 20% resistance to fire, cold, and electricity, and then plus one to wisdom and charisma. Interesting. You said you got a alignment change. Yeah, I got most of those. 
Um, the plus one weapons are less, 10% resistance, plus two to saving throws, 20% to fire, cold, and electricity. Um, and I became chaotic evil. Wow. And so I did the exact same thing you did for everything, except Sarabok. I, I will say that in the strategy guide that I'm currently looking at, it does say, Note, if any of the above choices were made with an evil reward, your character will also lose one point of reputation and have your alignment change over to evil. Mmm, from the good evil. So I was already chaotic neutral. Yep. Wow, so you get, it's it's not like they, it's not the aggregate, Mm-mm. right? Nope. It's no, you, you fail one test, you are just evil now. Or you just make the evil choice. I don't know if it's success and failure so much as like... Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you, you make one evil choice in five different challenges. And you know, I kind of appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Not, not kind of. I really appreciate that. Because the whole thing that we've been told over and over and over again by everyone who knows about the ball spawn mm-hmm. and this whole plan is that A, a prophecy is coming and ball is coming back through one of his spawn. Mm-hmm. And two, that it is impossible to do anything in the face of that. That having Ball's blood means that you will, over the course of time, become evil. And so I like the idea of that, that these are suggesting that it, it is easy for that to happen yeah. to a Ball spawn. That it's like, an uphill battle. Yeah, it's, it's an a, uphill battle. You have to, to be, be a very exceptional individual um, or Ticklevar. Why, well, golly uh, gosh, it seems hard to do it the bad way. <laughs> I'm going to do it the easy way. No one's here to tell me what to do. Mm. I'll do it the easy way. Yeah. But yeah, I like that. I like the kind of representational stuff there. And so then, yeah, you jam all these these tears in here. And I took this as like, this is part of you, of the ball spawn, of Grian's ward, taking their... Uh, they're like destiny in their hands. Like all of these stat benefits, mm-hmm. I thought was like part of the ascension to godhood. Like you're accepting your your lord of murderiness. Oh, interesting. And getting access to some of the power that was locked in. Because this is like all in your head, right? Or like all in a magical pocket plane created by your soul. It's like in Ball's dead head yeah. in the planes. Yeah. No, I, I, I think I understand that. So you going through this, these are almost metaphorical challenges that just represent you fully embracing your ballhood. That's what I thought. And like unifying your your soul and all the, like the abilities of the soul with you yourself. Because, right, you're like in some weird contest with Irenicus, who also has part of your soul right now. Mm-hmm. That's why you both went to hell when he died. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what, that's how I took it. And so the only reason that Arinicus got sucked down here, period, is he siphoned away some of your soul. He would never have ended up here otherwise. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And he kind of explains that when he appears. So you yeah. jam all those tears in there, and it the door literally blows open, and it blew all of my characters, like, across the map. Whoa. Yeah. And I also had, uh, after the first time I did it, because I didn't know it would immediately summon Irenicus. Mm-hmm. But so I tried to do it the first time and I just immediately reloaded because I was like, I need all my dudes. So I summoned a bunch of swords and gin and all this stuff. And then the doors blow open and they all go everywhere. Ooh, okay. So it's very funny to watch on my screen because you just see like 11 objects just flying around. 
Mm -hmm. But but yeah, so then Irenicus appears. And <laughs> to die in this place is to cease to exist. Yeah, he says that. Yeah. Um, it's 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 very real. The stakes are high. The stakes are high. It actually you, deletes your save game if you lose. That's what I was about to ask. Uh, did you die? Because I, I didn't die. Uh, I didn't die. Um, I did lose. I think I did this three times. The mm -hmm. first time was basically an immediately reload after after what he says. Yeah. Uh, the second time went for a very long time, and I'll talk about that in just a second. And then the third one, I won. Um, so I guess I did it three times, but they all took a while. Okay. It took a minute to do it. But yeah, so he appears, he says that stuff. Um, as far as like a, a final boss monologue goes, I didn't. I wasn't very impressed. No. I mean, it's everything that has needed to ever be said between the protagonist and Irenicus has already been said. Mm, right? That's true. Like there's already, more. there's been so many confrontations. I don't know what else there it, it, that is left, right? Maybe there should have been less exposition in some of the SLR. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I really wonder how much this, like, very end part was planned on. Mm hmm Because this all looks like Planescape Torment. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like this weird... It doesn't really look like the rest of Baldur's Gate 2. No, it does not. In a general the, sense. the way these, like, uh, strange demi-human statues are around, like, uh, kind of around the arena, mm -hmm. it does look a little... It doesn't look Forgotten Realms to me, typically. It does look cool in that it looks different from everything else, and it's supposed to be hell in a way, right? Yeah. Um, I think that uh, Siege of Dragonspear, hell, like the, the Infernus, is a, is a bit more kind of traditional Judeo-Christian Norse hell, right? Yeah. Whereas this looks otherworldly. Um, but yeah, he, he's, he summons his own people, right? He summons a bunch of demons, Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I was going to ask. So he summoned a bunch of people for you, or a bunch yeah. of demons to help himself out. Yeah. Okay. Did he not yeah. do that with you? No, he did. I just wondered if it was like he summoned one per party member or something, because mm. he does have like a full party of six. Correct. So I didn't know if there was like some scaling that could happen there or something. Yeah, they all popped in, and I just, uh, I ran to like the bottom, and uh, they, they followed me. And at that point, I was, I kind of was wondering, oh, am I still in a fight right now? And I guess I was, mm -hmm. um, because he kind of teleports to the bottom of the chamber, and he's kind of got his, uh, his guy, you know, got his defensive spells loaded up, um, all of that stuff. The Slayer's wonder, wandering around. The Slayer is him. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. So they, there's never Irenicus and the Slayer at the same time. Yes, much like Batman and Bruce Wayne. Oh, or Peter Parker and Spider-Man, you never, ever see the Slayer and Irenicus in the same room at the same time. Why haven't we caught on to this? Why it's, it's just uh, the Slayer's just Irenicus with some glasses. Yeah, yeah. Or, no, Irenicus is just the Slayer with some glasses. <laughs> some glasses, just, there we go. Giant claw-armed monstrous creature, but gosh, he's just so learned. This, uh, this fight was very anticlimactic to me because it just consisted of me, like, wailing on Irenicus when he had like a bunch of defensive spells on and and I'm able to get through because I my hammer's plus five, etc. Mm. Right. This was um much harder for me. Mm -hmm. This is like a hard as nails, like real difficult fight. Uh in like a it was pretty fun, all told. I, I didn't mm -hmm. feel like it was unbalanced. 
So yeah, I had to like run to the bottom left. I ran to the bottom left stairwell and like put my people there. And I took all of my summoned monsters that I'd pre-summoned and I set them to attacking all of his summons. And they they killed probably half of them um, because Irenicus was blowing his copies of Death Spell over and over again mm. to like one-shot them, which is fine. So I just sat in the bottom left and summoned monsters like over and over and over again. And I cast Simulacrum mm-hmm. uh, on Ticklevar to make another Ticklevar because all of your items appear. Uh, on your so like all of your magic items are also duplicated. Ooh. And I have I have a staff that summons fire elementals, so I could summon two fire elementals per turn with my good. normal main character and my simulacrum. So I just kind of kept doing that and sending them up there, and eventually got it to where it was just the Slayer. Um, and the first time I did it, I I was down to just near like everyone kind of died one by one. And I was down to Nira and Ticklevar, and they just could not DPS him fast enough, no matter what I did. Hmm. Because uh, he has regeneration. He regenerates three hit points per second, I think. Yes. That's, yeah. It's, he it's, does. It's, it's, a, it's a good clip. Yeah. And so, like, I just couldn't... I, they weren't dying, and they weren't even being hit by him, but I literally would not be able to, to generate the DPS. So I reloaded... Did the same thing again, except I killed all the summons except for one Baylor, and I didn't okay. realize it. So it's like all my party members, they're still alive. They're on top of the Slayer. I'm using my wizards every turn to, like, knock down more spell protections. It's, it's, it's difficult. I'm, like, you know, burning potions, and I'm drinking uh, health stuff, all of this. And then uh, Mazzy gets feared. She has, like, a morale failure from being hit so hard one turn. And so she, like, runs away and then aggros the Baylor. Oh, the one Baylor that was, like, in the fog of war. Yes. And so I, like, have to emergency simulacrum Ticklevar. I summon up two fire elementals, like, in the previous fight. I send them over to the Baylor, and then I just suicide Viconia into the Baylor. Like, I just need some, like, some creatures in front of it long enough for me to GPS down Irenicus. Because you need Mazzy to finish the fight. Exactly. Mm. So I send Mazzy back over there. She can hit him. She's hitting him for like 23 per hit. It's pretty Lord. good. Yeah. yeah. She's wailing on him with like a short sword. And uh, then I finished it that way. Only only character that died was Viconia. Cause she Dude, was, that happens to Viconia a lot. She dies in basically every major fight, I think. Mm-hmm. Um... She only has like sixty hit points. I think she has fewer hit points than Ticklevar. Interesting. I think she's at sixty and he's at like sixty-five. Yep. Hmm. Yep. Well, when you defeat Irenicus, Balthazar did some interesting things where he started like casting spells at Irenicus in like a little cutscene. Yeah, it, it's like energy is like shooting out of your body at him. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, I'm taking my soul back. Mm-hmm. And then he dies, and then uh, I pass out, and I wake up, and the elf queen's there. Yeah, and she's like, hey, you've been dead for several days. <laughs> yeah, you've been, you've been down and out, and we have not been able to, like, get you back. Mm-hmm. And we've been trying to resurrect you over and over and over again. We've, like, used half of our kingdom's wealth in, you know spell 
three agents, mm-hmm. right? But then, then they got you back. Or yeah. Got you back. And then she's like, gosh, we maybe we insulted SLR share a little bit of responsibility for creating John Irenicus by stripping him of his, like, species being and <laughs> turning him into a giant evil wizard. And not killing him. And not killing him. Mm-hmm. Anyway, lol. Bye. <laughs> it's interesting. During uh, they they say thanks, but they're like, despite your horrible reputation. <laughs> Is that what they point, said to you? Yeah, they were they they were like, well, you did a good job, even though maybe you didn't do a good job anywhere else you've ever been. That's very funny. I did because not get I'm, that. I'm like a chaotic evil person now. And, and your reputation's probably in the toilet. Yeah. Because it, isn't it like a one point higher than? paladins coming and slaying you correct it has been perpetually that ever since i figured i could go to like the temple of Ogma and get <laughs> that taken care of yeah so that's a real different experience for balthazar we've got to talk about the in cinematic so there are two in cinematics that happen and i think one is the in cinematic and the other is like the throne of ball cinematic right yeah i think it might be the intro cinematic for it well, no. No, I think both of the ones... So we'll talk about it. So the okay. first one, hard cut to mm-hmm. John Irenicus. Waking up. Waking up on the ground. Mm-hmm. He, like, holds his hand... He stands up. He holds his hand up, and there's, like... Looks like snow falling mm-hmm. onto his hand. He turns around. Giant lake of fire. Ooh. Judeo-Christian hell. Mm-hmm. Over there. Then what happens? So... He turns around, giant lake of fire, camera pans out. It shows like how vast the lake of fire, he's just on this like little cliff. He hears something behind him. He says, to end like this? He's like real upset. Mm-hmm. He turns around and there's skittering behind him. And it's just all these little demons, Yeah. right? He tries to shoot them with the magic. Magic doesn't work. There's like dozens of these little devil demons. And they're claws, and they got claws and, and horns and red eyes. And he looks real up. He's, like, frightened, and then he's just angry. They start charging him, and he just starts WWEing them, basically. <laughs> like, throwing them over the cliff. But eventually, they grab a hold of him, and they just dogpile him, and then all limbing off of the cliff. Yeah. So I guess, like, for eternity, he's just, like, in the lava with demons, like, dogpiling him. Yeah, just getting the crap beat out of him for eternity. Mm. Which you would think, like, this doesn't seem like a special punishment, right? This seems just like what happens to bad people. Maybe maybe in our, like, uh, Judeo-Christian context, that's what we assumed. But what if hell is, like, for the vast majority of mundanely bad people, just, like, unpleasant? Well, that is what... For, so, for just, like, mundanely bad people, we do have a sense. Because, like, Kelimvor, who would be the god of the dead, I think, right now. Sure. Like, his his afterlife is just like a vast gray plain that you just gotta kind of talk to people. Mm. Like, it, the afterlife itself is not bad for most people. Unless you have, like, a specific patron god and then you go to their plane, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. so I guess this is uniquely bad. But, for, yeah. I, you know, I thought he would be being, like, you know, stomped by Helm for all eternity. I don't. It's pretty bad, right? I mean, it's pretty bad. Like but being I wanted like rent a big apart guy. by demons while he was. You wanted like a higher profile torturer. I I wanted him to be like turned into a tree. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
and then cut down and turned into like the uh, the desk of a of, of like a sellout premium TV writer mm-hmm. or real turned, fame. Tur- turned in, yeah, turned into the desk of like one of the writers at Westworld that's just consulting Reddit to figure out what the next plot point. Oof, be. oof, really going after Westworld in here. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, so, but good, really well-directed cinematic too. I really liked yeah. it. Good. So, so then we get a second cinematic and I Correct. think this is at the end of Baldur's Gate 2. It is not. You think this of, is not an intro to Throne of Ball? No, I don't think so. Cause the intro to Throne of Ball is like the one where they tell you about the five ball spawn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. So it's like a council of people sitting around a table and they're like, ah, we've got to do something about Gorion's ward. And the other one's like, oh, something will be done soon enough. And then we get like an overhead shot, and it's the center of the table they're sitting around is the ball symbol. And what it, on earth? What the heck? And it zips away. Yep. And that's the end. And that's the end. And we'll have to figure out what that means. We we done damn did it. We done did it. We really did. We really did, but we got one more game left to go. Dear Lord, th- uh, and, and and this is—it's still like a full game. <laughs> it's not like—it's it, not—it's not that long. I don't remember throwing a ball. Do you think it's very like uh, Siege of Dragon Spear long? I think it's a little bit shorter, even than Siege of Dragon Spear. Okay. Yeah. So, we're we're very close. We're, we are very close. I would say I want to know what happens. I because you don't know. I don't know. This is I, a, I've never played. This will be the first time I ever play throwing a ball. Oh, it's pretty cool. A lot of, a lot of interesting fights happen. Well, Sweet. this game was good. This game was good. I think it's Shadows still of good. Long, it yeah. has aged very well. Yeah, I think it's one of the better games, period, perhaps. Mm-hmm. I've played a lot of games. I've played a lot of games professionally. I've played a lot of games for fun. I've played a lot of games I had no interest in. And I had a lot of games I had a lot of interest in that I ultimately did not enjoy. This is a game that I basically played because of an obligation. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, we, we're doing the show. Mm-hmm. I imagine somewhere in Chapter 2, in real life, if I were playing this, I would have gotten bored and taken, like, a long break and maybe come, and be, you know, maybe come back to it. But, but you probably wouldn't have been able to come back where you left off. You'd been like, oh, we're going to have to start over. I forgot where I was. Exactly. But, and then the, the cycle would have repeated. Exactly. But made it all the way through. Really glad I did. Great game. Yeah. No, two thumbs up from me. I'm really excited. Thanks so much for sticking with us on this journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and thanks for continuing, a, a preemptive thanks. Thanks for continuing on this journey mm-hmm. as we move into Throne of Ball. Shout out to John Fio, aka Audio Sprite, who provided the theme for this season, season three of Mages of Murder Dads. There will be a new theme next episode. Mm-hmm. Working on that right now. Gonna get and it. and probably like a different uh, background color. Yeah, it'll be a different background. Probably purple. Ooh, probably purple. Um, but yeah, yeah, so we're going to do Throne a Ball, and then we're going to do Planescape Torment. Fun. Right? I'm excited about this. Yeah, I think we're pretty committed, so, yeah. um, so that'll be the next thing we do after Throne a Ball, but that's still probably, Throne a Ball is probably going to take six, seven episodes, so, uh, that's a while yet. A while yet. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so excited. It's going to be good. All right, well, that's, uh, episode 37. And uh, we're going to leave now. Uh, if you if you enjoyed this, uh, hit the subscribe button. Hit the like button on this. That really helps us out. You can follow us on Twitter. 
Uh, all that is down in the description below. You should check that out. And if you really like the show, you should support us on Patreon to make sure that we remain solvent. Above board. Above board. Ciao, everybody. Oh,